Hello and welcome to Yagmoth Soap Opera, the classic related podcast brought to you, the community. I'm Andy and I'm joined by the regular co-hosts of uh, Zach and Josh. And we've got more information on the classic league. The round four results are in the bag. Round five postings are up and uh, I'm guessing you guys have played your round five matches. Yep, yep, I have. What about you, Josh? Yep, I'm all done. Good stuff. Um, A couple of daily events to to look at. And uh, we have... One million words, uh, Pete Jan in in the community spotlight. Um, we'll have a little uh, feature match, hopefully, as we can get one up in time. So we'll jump straight in and have a look at the the round four results, starting with Dredge versus Merfolk. It was the crispy one versus our Clan Magic Eternal player uh, Calavera, and Dredge got the got it done. Um, managed to to beat the Merfolk. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, pretty tough matchup for Merfolk, I think. Unless he just gets that perfect hate draw, I, I just think creature matches, there's never going to be a fair fight against Dredge. So it looks like Crispy will be in the top eight, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that must lock him in. Yeah. And Next then, up. Go ahead. We had another clanny on Merfolk, Mooncon, playing Onkel, and he was playing 4C Delver. Looks like Mooncon managed to win that one, so one of our Merfolk players managed to win. There we go. And uh, next up we had uh, Call Me Dragon versus DJI, DJI84, or DigiDigi, however he pronounces it. Um, And it looks like uh, Digi took it with Blue-White Stoneforge, that unique deck against the uh, 4C Delver. And uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to stop those little Stoneforge Mystics when they get going. Absolutely, absolutely. Next up was Montolio with his Metal Worker Stacks versus Slug360. This is uh, Future Match 13, and uh, Cronin and I commentated on it. Um, it's a pretty good battle. Um, worth watching that one, definitely. Long match. Yeah, it was a long match. Could have been over quicker, but uh, sadly not. Next up, we had uh, Naoto on Three Color Welder Strix, and uh, his unique touch on that against Enric with uh, 4C Delver. And who won this one, guys? Uh, I th- think anything I don't have a trophy in there for is just that they just draw, were a draw. Okay, so these guys drew. Uh, I assume they didn't play, maybe on purpose. Anyway, uh, good good decks, good matchup. Who we got next? Maybe, maybe Naoto actually won that one. I might just not have it in there. Because he's sitting at nine points after round four, so... Oh, okay. All right, well... Then it uh, looks like he might have taken it. Um, moving on. So next up we had someone named Abstract66 playing against Affinity and Kia from Pier. Yeah, Kia had an article on it. You know, I like to think I got pretty lucky in both those matchups because I don't know if I'd take the majority in, uh, in a 10-game Affinity versus my deck, but I'll take it. Yeah, Good that's stuff. a good one. And that one's recorded as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think he has it in his article. Yep, uh, I saw Kia go down to Scorpio in round five as well, so on a bit of a bad run there for the Affinity Boy. Um, Next up was Chris Cool, uh, Green White Hate, uh, versus Clan Magic Eternal player Bad Guts. And, um, yeah, the Green White Hate managed to to beat Stax. They're probably not surprising, um, given the, um, the artifact removal. Um, the, the green-white deck packs. Uh, and also, uh, Night of the Reliquaries. Nothing to be uh, laughed at when you're uh, slamming that down on the table and growing it bigger than the guys in the uh, in the shops build. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough to beat. 
So up next, uh, Tim Irwin on High Tide played the Maniac on his Green-White Hate build. Looks like the Maniac took that one. Yeah, with Guess those so? fear effects, I think that was kind of a given. Um, next up, uh, Cat Weasel against Foiled Tarmogoyf Owns You. And Cat Weasel was running Good Game Grizzle Shoth, and she took it uh, against, it looks like, the Mirror. So, you know, she's a pretty tight player. I guess that's uh, to be expected. She's I, I have her, of course, next round, so yay. <laughs> Fun. Good stuff. Next up, we've got Pitlord on Dredge versus uh, Tim Graham on Mono Black. Uh, not sure who, who took that one down, but uh, I, I would imagine the uh, the Dredge player would have taken that one. Yeah, they just ended up splitting because they're both well out of okay. the eight at this point. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Rising Storm, good game oath versus Doranoff uh, on his uh, three-coloured noble fish, and Doranoff took that down as well. So maybe slightly surprising there. That was recorded as well. I think it uh, pretty much came down to Doranoff having uh, a Caracas in a couple games, and I don't think Rising Storm has much of a way to remove a Caracas. So okay, fair enough. Yeah, with all those knights, it's it's easy to get that out for him. Um. Next up, Exo 13X on Metalworker Stacks versus Yuvatha, and that one didn't have a, a trophy, so I'll assume that was a split. Yeah, that one's a split, too. And uh, next up was Planet Walls with his unique Birthing Pod Shops against Extorpio on Shoth, and wow, Planet Walls took it down against a very good player, so congratulations there, Planet Walls. Yeah, yeah but I think he's, he's, uh, he's in the top eight, I believe. I think he and the Crisp one are the two top spots, so... Very cool. Uh, next up, we had One Million Words for uh, C. Delver against Ilskin playing a Dark Times deck, and uh, looks like they just ended up splitting as well. Yeah, I think they're both pretty much out of it. Uh, looks like Magic Player 20031014 playing 4C Snapcaster Control against Cownose in the Mirror. And Kaunos managed to actually win that one. Yep, he's a good player and, uh, and a good clan mate, so good job to you, Kaunos. Yep. yep. Next up was Blue Diamonds versus uh, Philip J. Fry on Belcher. And uh, the Belcher deck won. Uh, I lost the two-man this week against Belcher. It was kind of annoying. <laughs> I, was playing, I was playing shops and I just, uh, just got blown out before I could get any resistance on the table. Such yeah. a uh, such an explosive deck. If you don't have the the force of wills to combat that that explosive turn one start, so maybe that's what happened in that matchup. Yeah. Next up was uh, NCSU thirty one SB on Affinity versus Cronin with Delver, and uh, looks like NCSU took that one down. Yep. Just didn't quite get a Serenity out in time. Definitely happens to the best of us. Uh, up next is Alberto Dolph on 4C Delver against the Wild Dog, who's uh, 4C Gush Delver. He's got a Tendrils kill in there, I believe. And looks like Alberto Dolph managed to win that. I think he looks like he's in the top eight after this next round here. I don't know. Yeah, there's a couple people that have to play, and I think everyone else that's at 12 points can draw in. Yeah. And uh, who we got last, Andy? Uh, last up for round four is Games Banding with his four-color Delver against Fishy Fellow Shoth. 
and it was Fishy Fellow, um, being rather fishy, who won that match. Love the deck choice, Fishy. Yeah, yeah. So next up in the article, if you click on the, the blue hyperlink, you'll have a look at the standings after round four. And you'll see that there's two players out in front with uh, with 12 points. And assuming that they're able to draw into the top eight, they must be locked in. That's uh, Planet Walls. Uh, that's with his uh, Birthing Pod Shops deck. And the crispy one with Dredge. Um, in third place currently after round four is uh, is our uh, co-host here, Zach. Uh, Abstract 66 on 10 points. Having taken a, a fortuitous draw in... Uh, in, in, in round one. Fortuitous? Not sure that's the one word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up is uh, Calavera and um, Chris Cools, Games Master 32, Fishy Fellow, Naoto, Scorpio, NSC31SB, Cat Weasel, Alberto Dalv, Doranoff, Montoyo, all on nine points and with a shot at making, uh, making top eight. Um, so anyone else on six points of... Is safely out of the contention for the qualifier now. Yep, I think everyone else will be too low on breakers. There'll be so, possibly a twelve point. No, I guess if I guess there won't be anyone on twelve points that gets in. Everyone will draw into at least thirteen points, won't they? I think. Well, I don't know because if I play and win, I'm at thirteen too. Yeah, so I think everyone that that's in will be at thirteen points, I believe. I gotta, I gotta check that out. But yeah, I definitely, sadly, because you know it's a clanny and it's the last round, and you usually want to like totally. She could basically make the top eight if I did a buy, but I don't think I'd be in if I did that. So I have to play. Yep, you would definitely not be in. I think you're in tenth place or so right now. I guess it's possible if more people in front of me play, because if I did do a buy, I'd be at 11. Well, but everyone in front of you is at 12, I think. Oh, they're at 12. Damn it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got to play. <laughs> yeah, not to foreshadow anything. That's what happened the next round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah, so uh, round, round five, um, we'll talk about most of the, uh, the results next week. But, um, guys, if you want to talk about your matches... Yeah, mine was uh, not worth recording, otherwise I would have put it up. I lost to Wild Dog, but uh, basically I kept a one-lander the first game, and we raced, and I was racing with a Flip Delver, and he was racing with a Flip Delver and a Snapcaster. So, Ouch, yeah. And then the second game, a draw lands, so just boring. Yeah. Yeah, with me, I played against uh, Duranoth. Great guy. I, I like his deck. He's stuck with it for a long time. Black, white, green, uh, rock, something, I guess. And uh, he's, you know, the thing is, I really thought this was finally, like, a good matchup for me. And I, I pretty much smashed game one. Like, I, like, tinkered out turn three or turn four. And he just, I also had a mental messed up and a force of will in case he had st uh, STP. So, after that, I kept a pretty sketchy hand game, too. I was relying on a Tinker, and he had a uh, a blah, 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 Pride Mage out. So he got my artifact, and I knew he was going to do that, so I just got a Crucible and started trying to catch up. He drew his grip and, and killed it, and that was that. And then game three, I kept a, a land hand that was going to be awesome. I had a Jace, and I had a uh, Soul Ring out, and I had a Tundra and a Plains. Turn one, he Wastelands the, the Tundra. 
turn two, I draw an underground C. I'm like, sweet, I'm almost getting there. I brainstorm, I find another fetch. He draws, plays strip mine, and I never end up getting my lands back. So that pretty much uh, took me sounds out. pretty rough. Yeah. Sometimes that just happens. Sometimes that just happens. Yep, yep, not much you can do. And plus, at least it was a good guy, a good player. So don't mind losing yeah. there. Yeah, well, next up, next up, we'll have a look at the uh, the daily event. But good luck, guys, in the final round of the the league. Um, daily event um, from the 9th of September. Um, uh, it's good to see the daily events firing again. And Cat Weasel from Clown Magic Eternal with uh, with with Shoth, uh, managed to take this one down. And uh, I, I guess there's not too much to say about her deck list, but. Um, the I don't deck think list that's really Shoth, is it? There's no channel, there's no mystical tutors. I, I guess, I guess. Um, there's still two show and tell into into Emrakul, but yeah, I guess you're probably right. It's more of a more of a good game build with the, the two dragons breath there as well. Yeah. Um, the show and tell just really acting as a as a backup plan, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good call there, Zach, good catch. Um, so if you click on the on the hyperlinks in the article You'll pull up all of the deck lists for, that made the money in that daily event. Uh, so interesting to see um, a three-creature suite in in Cat Weasel's build there. I guess that increases the chance of uh, being able to show and tell one of those into play as well. And it also gives you the ability to tinker. Yeah, Blightsteel gets around Caracas as well, so I think it's still important to have in there. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. So next up, looks like uh, Tom Martell played Cat Weasel in the finals. There, similar deck outside of the three same creatures. Yeah, just three Emrakuls, but otherwise, and he's also got a big three Jaces. So that's yeah. I think with the, with the three Jaces and no Blightsteel, no Tinker, and no like a lot of those artifacts, he he's not running so. I, I see where he fit that stuff in, you know. Yeah, the demonic consultations there. I like that card. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I love the old uh, high risk uh, option there. That's yeah, there's not a lot of cards he can get with it. Uh. Yeah, no, there, there's definitely is. There's that's why he's running the three emeralds, four forbidden orchard, four oaths. I mean, that's that's you know, if he has a show and tell in hand with the three emeralds, he can name an emerald and grab it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it seems pretty sweet. Seems like a good addition. Next up, we had uh, the Wild Dog at 3-1, and one, and he looked like he's been playing the deck that he's been rocking lately. It, hasn't he? He's been playing the decks with the Grim Lava Mancer and the Quirions, right? Yeah, this is his same deck he's been playing in the league and everything. Yeah, it's a cool deck, and it has a lot of interaction, and... Uh, uh, I, I know Josh pretty well, and I know he likes the single card interaction. He's not a he, he's he's run dredge for a long time, but he's always been a really technical player, and uh, th this kind of lets him do that. And uh, it's a pretty cool deck. I mean, he's, he gets to rock. Uh, who was it? Naoto, who's been talking about how good Gush was and how he almost like forgot about it and never will again, or something like that. Yeah, he mentioned that. So yeah, it's good to see Wild Dog rocking it again. I actually played him in this event in round one, and we had three very close games in the first round and good to see he went on and moneyed after dashing my dreams super hot Josh on Josh action yep <laughs> I actually Next. flying over the top with I played a singleton I was green white and I played a singleton a Johnny the new one <laughs> 
just to try it out. And I flew over with a like double striking uh Kosali Pride Mage, I think, to win the first game. You're such a slave to new niche card. <laughs> that is seems good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't Make- want a flying double strike Tarmogoyf? Sounds pretty sweet. Not much is going to stand in the way of that, is it? No. Uh, next up, NSC, uh, sorry, NCSU31SB uh, with Affinity, with Workshop Affinity. Um, just a sick deck capable of uh, throwing its entire hand onto the table on turn one or two and attacking with uh, with lots of brown creatures. So, yeah. I've been saying this for years, and I'll say it again. I fought with George about it last year. I hate this freaking deck, and Magic Man, honestly, I would give you a kick in the butt if I could for ever bringing it to Magic. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's a pretty solid deck. Yeah, but the pro- <sighs> it's It's stupid. It shouldn't be like able to be played in, in Classic Man. I, I don't know how to explain it. I've, I've already made a fool out of myself with this, but trust me, I just hate this deck. It's my, I hate it more than Dredge and Shops put together. Oh my. It does play some pretty spectacularly rubbish cards like Signal Pest and Mimnite. Signal and Pest, Mimnite, Frogmite, Genesis Chamber, Mox Opals. Freaking just garbage. <laughs> bad card after bad card. Oh, but and let's not cohesively. forget the best card of all. Steel freaking Overseer. <laughs> Let's play a two-drop 1-1 that takes a turn to do anything. Yep, 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 definitely. Pretty sick. Anyway, rounding out the money was uh, was our good buddy from Clan Magic Eternal, Montolio. And uh, unsurprisingly, he was on on workshops, uh, metalworker variant um, with the Staff of Nin. Um, So there we go. Taking the three-and-one slot. Someday I'm going to convince old Andy to play another deck. Someday. I've seen him play Oath a time or two during the winter events, but it's definitely his thing, his shops. I, I played him in the last round. We were playing for money, and there's a picture of one of our games on uh, Huffy Henry's article mm-hmm. showing mm. what the board state was. It's just absurd. He's got, like, double staff of Nin, um, metal worker, maybe a lodestone golem, a tangle wire out, and I have a forest out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway with a nod to the health of classic another daily event fired this saturday um the deck lists aren't up on magic uh magic homepage yet so we'll cover that event next week but it's great to see uh see these daily events firing um managed to get a few people in the other queues as well um so hopefully hopefully we can keep this momentum up and start firing these daily events on a on a more frequent basis and it's good to see uh New people in and around the queues when they do fire as well. There are a couple of new faces in there in this queue as well, so that was good. Uh, next up, we got the return of the community spotlight. Yeah, looks like uh, we've got Pete John from Pier here, one million words, and he is from Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, says he became interested in classic because he likes to play with the old cards and the old frames with all the interactions. And uh, his all-time favorite deck is Green Black Survival of the Fittest. 
And he likes to play pretty much anything he hasn't played a lot of. He gets bored with decks quickly. Um, and his favorite accomplishment was playing on the first Community Cup team. So the whole build-up and the trip to Renton, the breakfast with the team and everything was a lot of good times. Good stuff. Yeah, that must have been pretty sweet to head out to Renton for the for the Community Cup. And uh, Pete Jean's taken up writing the um, state of play on uh, Magic on uh, Pure MTGO as well, um, keeping us uh, up to date with what's been happening in uh, Magic Online uh, every week. And uh, he's taken over that that uh, particular stream uh, from 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 the late Hamtastic. So good stuff. He's uh, pushed together a good solid article each week. Definitely good stuff. Nice to hear from uh, old Pete here. So, uh, I was going to ask you, Andy, who actually won that, that daily event on 9.15? Oh, yeah, I won that daily event on 9.15. I was very happy about that. Um, that was the first time I've won a classic daily event, so yay for me. Um, I was playing workshops, and uh, I had some luck along the way, but you need that sometimes. Um so it was a good time, so we'll have the deck lists up next week. But um, I got into a bit of a discussion with Montolio um, before the um, event fired around the importance of, uh, of Mishra's factory in workshop builds. Um, and he was, uh, he was arguing that, um, that it was absolutely essential, so I was uh, equally happy to go 4-0 without any factories in the deck. Yeah, I think Factories is pretty good in that deck. just gives you a little extra reach and some, you know, a 3-3 blocker early on in the game is pretty good as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I won't actually be here next week. Um, I'm, I'm away. Um, but feel free to go over the, the deck lists and uh, and talk about the glorious uh, Eternal Hammer going for and out. <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably mention that for you. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much, guys. Hopefully um, we fire another event this uh, tonight, actually. It's Sunday here, so... Yeah, it would be really good to keep firing these events, keep the momentum going, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be uh, finishing up League 1 and starting League 2 within the near future, and we should be back. Uh, I guess you guys will have the joy of next week um, looking at the return to Ravnica spoilers. Yep, a lot of the set's been spoiled so far. Looks like there's some spicy cards, uh, even classic-worthy cards. So, should be good to take a look at all that. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, guys, I, I guess that um, that's probably it for this week. Um, unless when anyone's got anything else to add, um, we should probably uh, wrap up. And we would like to thank... Uh, PureMTGO.com for hosting us and MTGOTraders.com for uh, for sponsoring us. Keep an eye on Classic Quarter for uh, updates on the league, and um, yeah, we should thank uh, Pete Jan for uh, everything as well. Thank you guys so much. Had a fun week this week. Appreciate it. Awesome interview. Uh, see you next week. Oh wait, Zach. Sorry, do you want to tell the guys about your your um, rip, recent trip to that Chinese restaurant um, and and uh, the sampling of the pig's feet? Oh yeah, they've been licking pig's feet. Uh, they were they were kind of delicious. They they were okay. It was just something new for me. I haven't tried it before. Good stuff. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>